It's a good start, it's a good start. Hey everybody, welcome to Tanked Up, a special episode, because we're out on location. Yes, and you are? I am Yeah, who the fuck are you? Who are you? I'm Adil Kirchi. And who are you? I never introduced myself. You don't? I've never introduced myself. But do it now. Alright, I'm Alex Malpass, like normal. So Alex, what location are we at? Uh, So we're in the Beer Emporium in Bristol today, which is, I guess... um, quite easily the classiest beer, real beer place in Bristol. There's lots of beer places to choose from, but this one sort of has that edge on the, on the classiness scale. And it's, it's extraordinarily well stocked in different types of beer. So it's been a regular haunt of ours for quite a while, yeah. since Cam took us here quite a while ago, the first time. Years. Yeah. A couple of them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I had a chat with the manager and was just like, yo, doing a podcast... Can we just come down and do it here for a bit and have some of your beers? And he said, yeah. So here we are. So, there's, so that's why this kind of noise in the background, it's not that busy. But uh, yeah. So it's still quite early in the evening, really, for, yeah. um, for other patrons. I not suppose. early for us to be drinking, though. It's quite normal for us to be drinking at this time of day. It's fine. 10 yeah. in the morning. Yeah. It's well away already. It's clearly fine based on the. Um, <clears throat> Apropos beginning sound effects. Yes, exactly, right. exactly. Yeah, which was done in post production, clearly. We assume you know that in basic grasp of language. I don't know what apropos means. Anyway, so yeah, on location, and we're drinking our first beer is a Bayat uh, Vienna Pale Ale. So let's get stuck into that. It is, we've already started. I did have a sip just so oh, I go stupidly. So it's quite dark for a Pale Ale, kind of orangey in the light. But mm-hmm. you don't get much on the nose. No, it's not much of a. No, I did exactly that. Basically, just because we're drinking uh, pints instead of out of smaller glasses. I'm both myself and Adil have just smashed it straight up our noses. Classy. Keep yeah. glass. That's how we drink every time. Anytime there's an open yeah. glass in front of well, us. Doesn't nose the nose mean in. how it feels when you <laughs> snort it? So this being um, a Vienna pale ale, I'm assuming it's then going to be made with. Um, like noble hops, which are the sorts of things you get in um, like German uh, or kind of Czech beers, or I guess mm. Austrian beers as well. It's not big on the hops, quite malty. Um, so noble hops is like Saas, um, Halatau, other things like that that you put in lagers, you put in wheat beers, okay. where it's the hops isn't the dominant thing. Right. In there. It is definitely a lot lighter. Than so yeah, that's than what than what it's very delicate. It's um, quite smooth. Yeah. It is smooth, definitely, yeah. Very little bubbles. Carbonation for those uninitiated. <laughs> bubbles. Bubbles. Um, and there would be very few bubbles for those pit pedants out there. Yeah. It is good, though. It's got a nice yeah. multi kind of body to it. Mm-hmm. Um, sweet, but not fruity. No, not at all. Um, sweet, but not honey-y, either. Mm. It's just sort of a very direct sugary sweet. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, it's like good. It. It's an easy drinkable kind of beer. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So, as we always do, we're going to talk about games that we've been playing yeah. whilst sampling these excellent, excellent beers. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're recording quite early after our last episode, so I don't think we've played a massive amount of games. No, no. it's been 
and um, I've had Sam come back into town because she's away at the moment. So all I've done really since then is entertain my own girlfriend in my own house. That's a um, TMI. <laughs> but I haven't really played that much. I haven't really played any games. <clears throat> I, I think I've played a lot, but just <laughs> not computer games. I haven't played any computer games. Did you play anything? Oh, yeah. Any uh, game we played. Uh, so this weekend, uh, my, my friend Nathaniel was also in town from Dublin, and we played um, Dominion, the tabletop okay. card build, uh, deck building game. Yeah, that's not a computer game, though. No, Does but he said, for... "Did you play anything?" Okay, I played a game. Yes, I played. Uh, we did play a game. No video game. No, so I did record it though. Did you? I record everything in the, the game. Okay, <laughs> nice. For nice. months, this that's is not going true. on. However. It brings me to we did Tivo the snooker, which is yeah. technically a video game. There, <laughs> videoed game. Yeah. yeah, that's right. The apostrophe D is. I think um, we're, we're getting silent. into the getting into the weeds now. Yeah. Anyway, well, so, anyway, Stuart Bingham won yesterday. Oh, you fucker! I was going to watch it without knowing. Someone spoiled it for me because I didn't get to watch it either. Oh, that's the final, but uh, yeah. Good, I almost good, good I almost skipped to the final yesterday, like when you guys are out, and I'm like, now nah, I'll just. I thought I assumed semis. you were watching it live when no, I came in because yeah. I wanted to see the semis. Ooh. Uh, so, so anyway, good on him, Stuart Bingham. He's yeah. done well. Yeah, Sean Murphy. It's fine, but as my dad described him, fat bastard. Yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, dear. <laughs> so you've not played anything at all. You've not dabbled with something very quickly. You didn't sneak in a game of FIFA while Sam was yeah, in the Yeah, obviously I played a game of FIFA. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> That's just standard, though, isn't it? I mean, I'm not doing very well. I got demoted from Division Three. Oh, um, again? No. Yeah, I went back up to Division Three, back down. So it's, an, it's an online league. Yes. So, as far as I know, it's it's global for anyone playing FIFA 14. Yeah. The one I've got. Um, I was in Division Three for a bit. So, if you ever run into um, <laughs> Bong Tutor on um, Xbox, that's my. Uh, Sort of juvenile. What's your <laughs> handle? Handle, yeah, it's fine, it's a thing. I'm the Omniarch. And you aren't on Xbox Live? No. Look at that. We found Ben's Twitter, Ben's Alex's Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I did, um, when the, the first Halo game came out, I did venture onto Xbox as Supernova. Nice. Oh, with various letters removed because someone already had that. Mm-hmm. So you were really supper yeah, Nova. So it, it was. It was S-U-P-R Nova. Yeah. Excellent. So that was there for a little bit. Whether it still exists now, who knows. Thinking, no, it probably doesn't. It's attached to an email oh, address I probably don't even use yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's probably you... dormant, but I don't think they decommission. Like, I don't think like, okay. the, na- the names anymore. I might send it a friend request just to see what happens. See what happens. Yeah. I get an email from something I've never had before. Actually, no, fuck that. I'm going to report it to Xbox for <laughs> abusive <laughs> racial <laughs> slurs or whatever. You can pick the category when you're um, Actually, you? that is a good point, uh, point. We've never really talked about... Um, our online personas. Um, no, I'd be okay with with viewers, listeners, listeners. That's the listeners. Listeners adding. Um, and so, uh, surprise, surprise, my handle on everything except Twitch is the Omniarch. And your PlayStation handle is also Nova. Uh, yeah, my PlayStation handle is Nova underscore forty seven, as cool. is my Twitter handle. Uh, my Steam is Nova underscore forty seven. Who stole my name? <laughs> <laughs> To realise that I'd stolen my name on an email address that I no longer use. I didn't use. know. Did you oh, figure that out funny. recently? Yeah, last time we story was different. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Funny. <laughs> um, Some fucker stole my fucking name. Oh, that was me. And Bong Tudor is still not on Twitter. No, 
and I don't, I don't intend to resurrect Bung Tutor as a handle on any platform. Yes. Can it's you juvenile. change your Xbox? I don't know, maybe. Yeah. sort of fits with the Xbox culture, though. It's yeah. all a bunch of fucking it, idiots. Just tooting bongs, playing Xbox. And my, uh, my clam tag is a zoot. But I spell it with a capital Z, lowercase lower O, then a zero, <laughs> and then a uh, capital T. Because that's how the kids spell it. They were up and down with their cases. They fuck about with their... Uh, yeah. I know that. I yeah. know all about kids and what they do. And it's sort of thing they do. <laughs> that's a fucking touchy comment. <laughs> is Why is that a touchy comment? You know all about involved... kids. <laughs> yeah, just because... I think he was just laughing at you knowing about kids. So... Just leave that hanging out there. <laughs> so Alex, you Jesus. played FIFA. I played um, FIFA. So you were, before this nonsense, you were you were saying that it's a uh, basically it seems like there's a global ranking system of some indeterminate point. Oh yeah. So essentially, seasons is you just play um, randomly matches you with someone in the same league as you, uh, and then you play something like 15 games, and you, there's a um, like you know three points for a win, one point for a draw, no points for a loss, and then you. Um, yeah. Get promoted if you get something like over 19 points, and demoted if you get under 10 or something like that. So, so you're sort of in a a league of your own. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. Though it's actually quite a good system because um, it allows the instant connecting up with randoms, uh, but it also gives you something to play for and a sense of like progressing upwards. And yeah, I've always thought that sort of like a league system in, in something like this, um, or some kind of tournament system in this, in a game like this, is very logistically difficult do you have like time yeah. limits on when you have to have played these games by no because like, um, it doesn't games. matter yeah you, you play 15 games against anyone who at the time when you're playing them is in the league that you're in yeah so it's not like on you know 1st of April you have to all be in the same league mm-hmm. and then it's just everyone in that league has to play each other yeah that would be rigid and difficult yeah. to organise. This is completely fluid. Okay. Yeah. You could the next I could not play for 6 months log in and there's no one who's the same player in the same league as me, but I can still play in that league. So it's so I was saying it's a league of your own because you're literally just playing anybody right in your league yeah until you finish. The and there season. are uh, you know unlike a football league when there's I think I think there's 18 people online. Is that right? 18, <laughs> just 18. <laughs> well, it's not. Yeah. So you've got almost a pool of hundreds, if not thousands, of people I'm to be able to play against. It's. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if I believe when it says how many people are online any one time, but I've never really seen it go Have you ever recently heard? more more than about 1,500. But then it is, isn't the most recent version of FIFA. Have you um, mm. have you ever had problems getting a game, I guess is the thing? Like, like um, a match? Not very long. I mean, we'll wait a couple of minutes at okay. the very worst. And sometimes the real problem is just that you log in, um, it matches you with someone, they drop out before the game's loaded. And you do that a couple of times. That's the longest thing right. you have to wait but, for. But that's not on the system. No, that's just someone being a dick. Or someone... Some and I swear sort they of bong tutor out there. <laughs> yeah, um, I swear there's... Um, someone introduced me to this idea of um, uh, a lag box. I'm not sure if this is a real thing or if it was... He's the guy who told me about it was into conspiracy theories anyway, but paranoid. He was a bong tutor. <laughs> um, but he was like, yeah, whenever I'm playing Call of Duty, I swear... Um, the people I'm playing against seem to be moving smoothly through the game up until the point where I start shooting at them then they start lagging and then they kill me and he was like I swear they've got a lag box that they just kick in whenever they start receiving fire I mean I have heard the, I have had the term lag box before right um, in, in, in it wasn't regard, about well in regard to Call of Duty oh. so you've got a um, you know where you're, you're 
character model is, there is an area around that. Whereas if you hit in any area around that, you will okay. score a hit, um, and it would move dependent on your internet connection. You know where the actual character model is based on their internet connection and things like that. But I've never—it's not not anything I've actually looked into to know whether it's a a real thing. Maybe that is the conspiracy. <laughs> I, I thought it was just a misogynistic derogatory term. <laughs> oh, it's lowering the tone, aren't you? Podcast about Someone's got to. Nah, I thought that's why. I thought that was the niche I filled in this group. The tone was too high in the first couple of episodes. <laughs> Too highbrow. It was yeah. way, really highbrow on the first couple of episodes. But um, yeah, I, I kind of get the feeling sometimes I'm playing in someone, score a couple of goals early on, and then they think, fuck it, I'll switch the lag box on. Um, and then it's stuttering, guilty yeah, I, I don't and stuff, think and then so. I, I think, think well, I'm going to jack out because I don't want to play a game against someone who's. Like, I've only ever heard term of, a, of lag box being um, something that exists within the game as a parameter of where you're able to you know, score a hit, say, in Call of Duty. I've never heard it being used in. in some sort of S- something device. that someone turns on to you know, be able to change deliberately the, interfere exactly, with their internet connection. Yeah, because you both need to have. I mean, like your game is going to be as fast as the lowest guy's internet yeah. connection speed, and um, if you jack out of a game, you lose the game. Yep. Yeah. Or I think, it, I think it's either you just lose by default, or it chucks three goals onto the other guy's score. Mm. I can't remember if it's this version of FIFA or a previous one where it used to do that, but. Essentially, if I'm winning by one or two goals, someone could just think, well, I'll fuck up with the internet connection and just keep playing until he jacks out, get the result and whatever. So you've got to be a right dick to do that. Mm. But, but it's it Xbox Live, so seems that like seems it, like yeah. it's the probability. It's not the, I mean, it's not the biggest to, dick move that someone might make on Xbox Live. I used to play a lot of um, Street Fighter 4 on my PlayStation 3. Oh, so uh, and people just used to, if you're winning, people just used to quit out of games of that all the mm. fucking time. Um, and I mean it's not something that I did so I don't know the consequence of it but I assume with something like Street Fighter you what, just if you if you jack out you lose the did, match did so you, you get, get recorded one. wins as the receiver of the jack out he said um, realising what a great turn of phrase that Jesus Christ we just have one <laughs> play that's not um, I don't know I don't remember man I played this okay. uh, when Street Fighter 4 when it came out right. so was it two years ago something like that so yeah um Time, too much time has passed to remember the, the minutiae of I was actually just talking um, with Aaron about, because he's a fighting game aficionado of the Street Fighter variety, about how online plays basically a dead, dead space for um, uh, fighting games, uh, mm. is a dead space for the elite, because their reaction times are much faster than standard network lag. Right. Huh. And like, like they memorize. What so they they preempt what's going to happen. Yeah. So apparently, in fighting games, uh, especially Street Fighter, um, the cues to what moves someone is doing is in the animation, but yeah. usually yeah. more so the sound. Okay. So you so a sound cue and an animation cue are what you respond to, and if you wait for the. If you're at a 250 millisecond lag, apparently the elite players are under 100 millisecond um, response time to mm. these cues, so they'd, they'd be, you know, one and a half times late <laughs> online. So they just don't do it, which is why Street Fighter tournaments ended up uh, being a bigger thing. Yeah, stuff like the like Evo because, tournament and stuff. Yeah, because there was actually a play difference live, while in like first-person shooters. It's just a different beast. Like yeah, I did see an article, um, and I can't remember whether it was on like Kotaku or Polygon or something like that. And they um, 
tracked the eye movements of one of the Street Fighter pros to see exactly where he was looking on screen whilst he was playing the game. So they could see where he was looking for cues on certain characters and, and things like that. It's quite interesting to, to see how somebody actually Maybe figures we'll, out the if game. If we can find it, we'll put a link yeah, on yeah, the definitely. comments on YouTube. search through my browsing history. Presumably mm. oh, there's a comment there. No? I was Fine. thinking. Of, I was thinking of a comment, definitely. But <laughs> I think that's just too low hanging fruit. <laughs> no, fine. Fucking hell. I've lowered yeah. the tone lower than you would go. <laughs> Jesus, on that bombshell, should we have another beer? Yeah. We should. We should. We have one lined up for us already. Yeah, let's do this. And this is the, the fuck is this again? I forgot. Uh, what this is, is the, the Magic Rock Ringmaster, which nice. is a which is original pale, pale ale. ale. Original pale ale. So I'm thinking this it. is going to be an English pale ale. By original, they mean it's not a new wave American pale ale. So I'm thinking this is probably not going to be that hoppy either. But I'm guessing, if I'm I might be completely wrong here, but <laughs> the last one was like quite malty. Was yeah. Like, um, but this is probably going to be much more residual bitterness going on in the mm. aftertaste. So that's that's my prediction. Let's see what happens. So there's no like um, we normally have like the nice glug 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 pouring yeah. of the. We don't have that now. Um, maybe we'll add it in post. So, yeah. colour, <laughs> it. it's very... Um, very, I, can make, very I can make the noise now if you like. It's, like, um, <laughs> it's very um, manufactured apple juice in colour. Yeah, it's like it lager kind of, Yeah, It's as light as beer gets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the problem is with the nose with a lot of these, because they're coming out of a tap, you don't quite get the same nose that you would do out of a bottle. Because well, yeah, they've been sat here for a, a minute or so as well. The, the other thing is, as you mentioned, they're filled to the top, so there's... The, the yeah. smell will immediately dissipate. Yeah. <coughs> Shit. Just spill it everywhere. Yeah. You guys, it's embarrassing taking you guys out. You can't, can't take you anywhere. Jesus. Put my nose in it. Throw it all <laughs> over the table. Snorting up here. Anyway, Ooh. so that's surprising. Mm. Not one, quite what I was expecting. It's not really what I was describing. No, it's not bitter. Sweet. Really. Sweet. A little nutty. Nutty. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, yeah, there is. I can really like getting a little bit of honey from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a sweetness that is definitely mm. honey sweetness versus whatever the last one I just said sugary, but not caster sugar or icing sugar, just plain demerara. It doesn't blow me away as a beer. No, it's, it's, no, I agree. It's a good quality standard beer. Like if yeah. someone was very drink, easy, it's easy to drink. It's the sort of thing where you might go to a random, like you're in a random place that you don't know that well you go into a sort of country pub but it's a real ale pub you know, sometimes you find these random ones it's like oh it's a camera registered pub yeah, and they yeah. have some like random local beer you've never fucking heard of and you just go give me a pale ale or whatever and they pour one of these out and you be like that's quite nice it kind of tastes like this it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with it it's a sort of standard British mm-hmm. beer I suppose it, it, it almost places. is yeah it, nice. exactly it is because almost what you think of as a standard British ale British that's what yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying it's just it's like it's the the drawing of a beer mm. <laughs> um, there's a, something in the mid taste that, that's a little unique and I can't quite place it I don't know I was going to say it's got a, a sort of a, a very Light but lingering aftertaste. There's something that just sort of sits at the back of the throat and. But right when it's like on the tongue, on the way down the throat. Yeah, before um, the honey flavour. There's um, what is that? It's it's um, it's the hops essentially. But I mean, I don't but know like, what, you, how to describe that. I can't. There's a, it's reminding me of a specific taste that I can't mm. articulate right now. It's hard articulating hop tastes. Mm-hmm. It's a difficult because they so they say this is with um. 
uh, the malt tastes, we naturally have words to describe them, like bready or, I don't know, like um, bitter or some, I don't know, sweet, the different types of sweetness. We have lots of words for these things already, but like hop flavours, distinguishing between hop flavours, people find it very, very difficult to do that. So we make um, life difficult for ourselves by always drinking pale ales, where the hop profile is the thing that's dominating the taste. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should drink fucking brown ale, and horrible... Possibly. I mean, we, we, have, um, we have changed our Honest Brew box, Rocks, which we yeah, normally drink, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. we're not drinking this week, obviously. No, that's right. yeah, um, we have changed our Honest Brew um, settings, the categories that we Yeah, pick. just made them wide open, no filters yeah. on it now. So we will start to get a few more, well, we'll a wider variety. Week. Oh, oh yeah. it is Stout Week next week. Yeah. <sighs> Who didn't check their calendar? So you do have that to you look can forward to. Start week, so Adel's going to be back in Canada for the foreseeable Ever. Canadia. <laughs> um, but there's uh, lots of stouts over there. So, yeah. mm, not lots of stouts, but yeah, I'll track down a stout for stout week. Um, a stout? You should have three stouts. Oh, so we're going to test... Three. So, <laughs> you'll have three beers and I'll, you two will have three beers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We'll see um, what I'll, I'll see what I can. The drunken adult show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys, no man. Like, like this one tastes like this. Oh, well, I'm not no. that bad when I'm drunk. <laughs> no, that's I'm more shambling. It's, it's, it's normal. It's just all the time. Like that. <laughs> the fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, you forgot the. Well, you don't like my innuendo or my puns. <laughs> fuck you guys. That's that's the way. It goes. Anyway, um, Ben, what have you been playing? Um. Like Alex, not much. Um, I had a very busy bank holiday weekend doing fitting doors. Exactly. So, unfortunately, Ben's a handyman when he's not doing conveyor and playing computer games and working. working. Well, his work. He's paid. His other work. (laughs) No. I don't get paid for this. No, I mean, you don't get paid, obviously. Cash in hand type of work. (laughs) What are you talking about? If there's anyone who works for the HMRC or whatever, that's not. not. We're big in HMRC circles. Is that the right acronym anyway? Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs? Yeah, Uh, Revenue and Customs. That's the imports and exports, that's not what I mean. But the tax office. But HMRC is who you go to for taxes. So we've got the CRA, the Canadian Revenue Agency. That's a lot easier. Yeah. No royalty involved. No. No one taking a cut of your monies. Presumably um, the Queen is in charge of that in some theoretical level. Though. Well, yeah, because she's, it's, it's a government revenue. branch and she's in charge of the government. Yeah. Um, so. The IRS, do we remember what it's like? Internal revenue system. Internal? It's internal. internal. No, because the IRS is a Canadian. Anyway. American one. Randomly. I'm thinking of that episode of Red Wolf where he uh, gets pulled up by the... Uh, intergalactic revenue. Oh right, yeah, yeah. people or whatever. Um, anyway. so, which um, is a side anyway. note. Just before they are making a new series of Red Dwarf, so I hear. Yeah, but another Red another, another one. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say the Craig Charles is so drug addled these days. I mean, I like Craig Charles. He just needs a to lot. stick to DJ. Yeah, stick to the. Yeah. If you're listening, Craig, love your show. It's great, and I have actually seen Craig Charles a lot of times. Yeah. But Red Dwarf's rubbish these days. I don't know Red, if it's the writers or Red Dwarf jumped the Astro Shark at like the series where they brought. Red Dwarf, the everyone back because of the nanobots, and so then they were jailed. At that point, oh, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. like that was that was the. Is end. that when Kachansky was yeah, in? Yeah, yeah that she was... came back a series before, and it was all right. But it was like I don't nah, know. If they can I really would say, do this. in my mind, that that was already rubbish. Mm. 
she was she should have been a bit part like not really ever in the room just like because the first like three or four series there's like three or four different Kachanskis oh yeah and the whole point is that she's the unattainable and then she's there being semi-attainable you're yeah, right like a, a rat fuck Kachansky or rather Plus. don't fuck Kachansky <laughs> but you have to because of the foreshadowing of the twins well that's in true episode, well, like, no, three. not necessarily it's a fucking sci-fi anything could be it could cook up some oh no that's right he, it wasn't worth the twins and his impregnation from female lister from the opposite universe and so he was pregnant and he had Oh, yeah, that's, true. that's right. Yeah. Never mind. So um, we've gone from but let me just um, taxed up <laughs> to dwarfed up, and we're going to return to tanked up in just one moment. I just want to say that the good thing about Red Dwarf, the reason why it didn't work when Kachansky was back in it, was that it's like essentially it's a program about like it, I always thought it was a program that really is about boys at boarding school. Now, I never went to boarding school, but I would imagine if you're like sharing a bunk in maybe you're in the military or something as well. It's like men in close proximity with each other and they're like banter mm. and they're like having to work around each other's annoying habits and like weird ways and stuff and it, it it's weird but it just rubbishes it when there's a woman involved because then it's it changes the dynamic it does change the dynamic yeah, it's yeah. not now that sort of male camaraderie close quarters yeah no I, I, I never thought of that with it that's how it I always saw it scream boarding school <laughs> now that you've said it huh Anyway, this is not the Red Dwarf podcast. Yeah, that, that's that's forthcoming on the Tank Dub Network. Yeah. But uh, as of yet, we're still on beer and video games. We, and need, ben, we, need, we need about four more so days to record all of these extra programs. So, so anyway, um, Ben, what have you been um, I played um, some more Endless Legend. Mm. Because still we, gripping? Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it still. They just released an expansion called Guardians. Yeah, I saw that. What's that um, So I've... Uh, as I had a really busy weekend, I've not played a huge amount of it. I'm only a hundred turns in, and at the uh, you know of one of one game. And at the moment, all I've sort of seen that's different is a few different choices in the tech tree. You get a um, or they're, they're quests that you can do. So it's the first person to reach two thousand influence will be able to then unlock this. So that that player is then able to do that. The first person to build this, almost like they've introduced the idea of like wonders, like civilization, so so special buildings and things, so milestones, yeah. Um, Or the first army to kill three heroes of other armies. So what happens when you reach these, you get some extra bonus? So you get extra bonuses, you get extra resources to be able to use, which give you other bonuses and things. Um, But one of the end game, or, or... so they'd be unique to you because you're the first one you have access to whatever it's a so resource them, a research topic whatever so some of them yeah some of them are unique to you but some of them are just hit the uh, like like world resources so you can do something and everybody then gets to benefit oh. from it as well interesting so that's uh, something that had a, a boost to something because someone else had done something and I'm thinking oh, where the where has this come from and I've just expanded a couple of cities um, taken a couple of regions over my um, influence rating and stuff is, is is down quite a lot the people in my cities aren't very happy and suddenly everyone's fucking glorious because someone else had done something or discovered something or uh, pilfered so is a ruin online, so it's someone else playing online that's done something or is it an AI that's no 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 it's, 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 it's yeah so playing multiplayer games right, right. so oh, it's just one oh, of the, not get that yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay. sorry so it's just one of the other players who has reached this milestone before anybody else and it's opened up a so, you, you were in the middle. So yeah, 
Um, I mean, there's some there's some nice tweaks and things. It's the same game, really. It adds a little bit to it. Um, but the, the how much? Uh, I cut you off again. No, that's right. But how much uh, <laughs> multiplayer interaction is there? Like, is it just another kingdom, a la civilization? It, it, yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, exactly. And uh, how many people per map? Or is it? Um, is it you one can choose. I was playing with five other people, so and, it was a six-person game. And, and it's so it's very much like uh, RTSs. Oh, cool. uh, yeah, it, okay. it's, it's exactly just the same vein as Civilization. Yeah. Right, okay, just making sure, because it almost sounded like it was a little more permanent, and that would be really interesting. But, uh. um, so, the, the, the thing I haven't discovered yet is this the, the namesake of the expansion, which is Guardians, which are a big unit that you unlock towards the end game, which is almost um, like an elemental being who is supposedly dormant in the... You know, in the planet, like a yeah, yeah, almost. You unlock nice. them, you get their powers, and their sort of army-destroying units. So if you've got one of these, you can. You, you're looking for something like a supremacy victory. You can just fly around with them and just destroy cities Sweet. and armies and things like that. So I guess I've not discovered that because I'm not playing it quite in that way at the moment with the with the race that I've chosen. Um, but I, I'll play it again for the rest of the week just to discover a bit more about the expansion and, um, cool. and what it does. I mean, it's. Uh, I think the expansion was about six ninety nine, mm-hmm. um, but for six ninety nine at the moment, early game, just the one playthrough at the moment, it hasn't added a huge amount. Hmm. So I'm not sort of. I wouldn't say unless you play a lot of Endless Legend to pick it up. How much was it? Uh, seven uh, six ninety nine. I'm sure you said that, but I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's. I mean, it's so not how much was it? Six ninety nine. To be honest, um, you said race, and my my brain went to races and racism, and then my brain went to Mario Kart. Just Nintendo's condoned racism, race, <laughs> or race warfare. Actually, is what my brain went to. That makes more sense. Race warfare. Um, yeah. I fucked up the joke that I got distracted <laughs> by instead of listening. Uh, Nintendo condoned ra- race warfare. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, six ninety nine. You say six ninety nine. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. How much was it? I don't know. I'm blanking. I'm blanking. I can't remember. Uh, I can't five remember. quid. But I mean, the main game was about. I can't, I, and now I am actually blanking. I don't know how much the main game was. If you Not already own it, no. I mean, it was it was cheap you, three weeks ago or yeah, whatever. Exactly. If you already own it, it's a, a, a at the you moment. Know how it's much an it costs. Okay, it's an okay expansion so far mm-hmm. but without playing any end game stuff I can't really say yeah, how how stay tuned worth it is so yeah, 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 yeah. I'll probably possibly in the comments book. box underneath or uh, next week yeah or if next we week remember. A, a slight endless legend update uh, so An endless update the game ends <laughs> it does mm. so it does. we're suing them yeah <laughs> sorry yeah. amplitude want all your money <laughs> um Shall we move on to Adel's games of the week? And shall I just go and get some beers whilst you begin outlining them? Because there'll be a lot, I imagine, compared to ours. No? No. Well, I'll go and get some beers anyway. Alright. So, Alex is going to whip off, get some beers. I'm not sure what the next one is. We'll find out in a moment when he returns with said beers. But yeah, Adel, go for it. So, Oh, so one thing we didn't... uh, one thing we didn't say was the topic of the week, which is politics and gaming. That's true, we didn't. And the reason I bring this up is because 
when I found out that topic, I booted up uh, Democracy 3. Yep. Um, which is really simple yet complex fun game. Yeah. About politics. Um, for those of you, you aren't familiar with it, uh, it's basically... Oh, how to describe it? It is a, a game where you, um, you've you just come into office, um, you pick your country, uh, the default countries are France, Germany, US, UK, Australia, Japan. Canada, Japan, can't remember if New Zealand's in there, it might be a little too small. Yeah, there's not a massive amount of countries, no, there's only about sort of eight, yeah. I think. Yeah. In, <laughs> G8? Yeah. Um, actually, I don't know if anything... Uh, no. If Russia's no, I don't think there's. Oh, so they, they they already figured out the G seven. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, and so uh, you basically walk in. Um, it has some pre-selected uh, attributes of the population. Um, for example, Canada term lengths are four years long, so your term will be four years long. Um, each turn, it's a turn-based politics game, each turn is a quarter of a year. Yeah, three months, yeah. Um, and so you can tweak these things, but sort of part of the fun of the game is uh, and the, and is taking the country as it sort of is by spec. So, for example, Canada's fairly liberal in certain ways, um, so you don't have to worry about um, equality of homosexuals, etc., um, like like the the right wing is is much more is religion based but much weaker than say if you play as the states. Okay. Um, and so I've never tweaked with those things. So I think half the fun is, is dealing with that. Where Canada's a social democracy, so you try and so you can approach it in different ways. Um, I mean, so like essentially the game is that you have to become re-elected. Yeah, and it's a um, like a uh, not quite a country running simulator because it's a policy running simulator. Yeah, so you you have to put points in, and you can uh, bring up new policy. You so can change policy. You can change who is affected by certain policies. You can raise taxes. You can lower taxes. You can bring more yeah. money in. You can spend more money. So yeah, so the the basic screen is a whole bunch of um, circles that when you hover over them, they show that. The interconnectedness of the circles. For example, um, poverty is negatively. Uh, poverty increases alcohol consumption. And um, is affected by homelessness. And it's affected by crime. And affected by tax. Yeah, so almost every bubble, it's just a set of bubbles. And it's, a, bub- it's almost like a giant web, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But all the connections are blank, so it just looks like individual bubbles until you hover, and then you see the connections where if it's influencing, the air, the line that connects them are arrows pointing towards what it's influencing, but it's influenced, the lines are pointing towards it. Um, yep. it's, it's It looks really imposing, but it's actually quite simple. Yeah, man. I mean, the, the first time I booted the game up, I thought to myself, where do I start? What am I doing? And you, mm. you start to... You, you very quickly pick it up and very quickly get a grasp of it. Yeah, and so, like, things in Canada, um, the environment's a big thing. Um, and... Thank you very much. Thank you very oh, much. thank you. Cheers. Ooh! Hand-delivered beers. Um, all the service. Before we get into the beer, we'll just wrap yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're talking about Democracy Three. 
Oh, right, yeah, good. Yeah, which you yeah. actually know about. I do, well. yeah, yeah. Um, so it, um, I think it was the first Steam game you got? No, that would be... Um, Civilization. No, no, he had that, he has that... On this account, anyway, because I had account ages right. ago, but... but which we, we haven't said. Man, what was it Alex, Alex Malpass who stole my name? Yes, it was actually Nova underscore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so yeah, it, it, it seems complex, but you influence policy based on... Um, so you have a certain amount of political capital you can spend every every turn. Yep. And depending on how well you were doing, your capital per turn might increase or decrease. Um, and certain, like things like raising the tobacco tax, um, basically things that are unpopular with the voters um, need more political capital. And also, um, you need to address the needs of your um, ministers. Yeah. You Otherwise, also, you, you will lose political capital. You because, also have a cabinet who yeah. um, likes certain areas of yep. policy and will change their stats based on what you're doing in those areas. Those stats then affect, as you said, the amount of, of points you have to spend per turn, yeah. almost. Yeah, and you also you can do samples of the population where it get ta- it just generates 100 people of the population and you can actually ask them, uh, see what their feelings on certain things are, what their yeah. political leanings are. Like it a is, focus group. Yeah, that is actually, I think, what they call it. Yeah. Um, it's information overload, but it's actually... It's fantastically laid out for the yep. amount of information um, you have access to. You, it's not that terrible. It's not you don't get lost navigating it, and you can kind of play the game on multiple levels. Like if you just look at the web and repercussions, you can ignore the focus groups and probably do okay. Or you can drill deeper if you want. It sort of it has a nice way of locking away, or, or at least making. The super detailed information, easy to access, but not in your face. Yeah, um, I mean, like I've played this game quite a lot, and I'll probably talk about it a bit more when we get onto our discussion topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I turned the, you know, the, the policies and things a very specific direction and went in a very socialist way. Specific way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not socialist right. That'd be uh, very odd. But yeah, very socialist. Um, very eradication of um, religion um, and played it in a very specific way and you know did quite well but I'll talk about that a bit more in a a moment I suppose but it's very it's a really in-depth very enjoyable game and you can get really into it should we just pause that for a second come back to the uh, democracy discussion but we do have some beer sitting here we, we do sure I, I, which I've been smelling as I've been talking alright let's let's do that um, so pause not you us on the discussion please yeah. continue playing the podcast so this um, is the Flensburger Dunkel like saying things with a sort of vaguely Germanic Austrian accent. The Dunkel. So the Dunkel is um, the sort of beer that you'd have in an Oktoberfest kind of yeah. setting. It's very Munich-y. Yeah, smells good. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so there's almost so this no is gonna head. Be, this is going to be, yeah, no head whatsoever. It's it's carbonated Ooh. though. This is going to be weird. Yeah, it's it, gonna it be looks like I've never had a Dunkel before. Have you? And this is yeah. Okay, Ben. You I've have. not. I don't think. I, I oh. don't think I've had a Dunkel I've before. Had, I've had. I, dunkle, I, dunkle. The, I dunked my dunkle before. Yeah. The taste is familiar. Mm-hmm. It is. It does have, like, like say, oh. there is almost a, a caffeine great. element to it. I do almost get a, a, a caffeine, a, 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 a caffeine almost, or coffee. 
I suppose, a, a, quite a coffee sort of. I was going to say, it's a very it's a, light. But or no. it could be a little burnt toffee at the end. That's yeah, sort it could of be, yeah. The same, yeah. That sim, whatever is the intersection of those two tastes is exactly what's in the mm. dunkle. The, 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 it's got it's like a two stage effect with the flavour, it very much changes. The it does. taste is. Um, can't put my finger on it, it's, but it's maybe it's toffee. It's not quite. I agree. It's, it's I know. I know. You were. We 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 were drinking a beer last week. I can't remember which one it was, but you compared it. You you said that it, it you gave you a very Guinness sort of yeah taste because it reason. had the um, that was the sour. Was that the sour? Oh, but I almost that's almost <laughs> what I get from this. Oh no, I'm not. Getting oh, that. I don't get that. No, 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 that's uh, that's not what I was meaning. Um, if you're getting it from this. So this doesn't have any. Um, so that that is the like very dark malt, kind of chocolate malt flavour. So it's like mm. roasted. Oh, I see. I kind of see a little bit of chocolateness, but I think it's the same sort of coffee. Toffee. Yeah. So chocolate malt doesn't taste like chocolate. Yeah. So this is a classic like um, homebrewer's mistake of thinking I like chocolate. I'll put some chocolate malt in, and then what you end up finding is that like, oh, this tastes really fucking like like a Guinness or something. Yeah. And that's not. Guinness doesn't not taste more like of a chocolate. roasted sort. Yeah, that's why I was thinking yeah, coffee, yeah, yeah. right? Like a roasted coffee or mm. a burnt toffee. There's some. Like, I was really potatoes. irritating me that I can't no. get to that. <laughs> not roast potatoes, no. Oh, uh, a little rosemary? No, no. <laughs> Although, when you roast potatoes, rosemary's almost never a bad idea. There's something very, very pronounced in the beginning of the taste, which is like. Um, yeah. Like. A, I think the, the mm. thing is as well because it's served quite cold. Yeah, it sort of masks that first That's sip, true, doesn't it? There's so a little bit of apple almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. The sweetness of yeah, apple yeah. right at the beginning. Yeah, That's not right. the full apple taste, but the sweet part of apple. That's definitely true. I mean, not that I would ever venture to tell the beer emporium how to serve their beer, but I would imagine that this would improve being slightly. Slightly closer to room temperature. Well, I'm not. I'm not 100% certain about that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, this for me, this is a little bit cool. Yeah. Well, uh, why don't we continue our discussion and maybe loop okay, back? Okay, fine. Yeah. So unpause the democracy yeah. discussion. Um, so. I was actually um, close to finished with it. Okay. Um, so the one thing I was going to say uh, after Ben described how he was making his own personal socialist di- di- um, utopia. <laughs> Which is what I immediately did for the first, like, seven rounds of playing. Yeah. Um, I don't remember, know if you remember, Alex, but the first three times I played, um, at various points of my first term, um, in Canada we don't have term limits, which is a really neat, actually, nuance, sidebar. Um, it will take that into account. So the, the maximum length of an American game is eight years. Right. A two so that's all you can run for. Yeah. yeah. But in Canada, it's indefinite. That's um, weird. Yeah, there are no term lanes. You know um, I, th- um, I mean, I don't think we. I don't think you I don't think we do. I thought you were just as weird as us. It just yeah, doesn't come out. I, I don't think we do. And I definitely played the game. Definitely played Democracy Three, and was voted in five times. Yeah, that's not uh, well, well, I, I guess they would have checked it out. So I would imagine if they're, you know. I don't think there's ever been a prime minister that's had more than three terms. That's right. Wait, you know wait. why? Because they're all the C word. Okay. Ah, exactly. Yeah. Cabbages. We, we, Cabbages. We started censoring Crossroads. ourselves. Crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did, 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 they're all not conservative. They're all listening. They're going to fuck us. 
The same as Blizzard. No, no, we're not on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is going to be the, the discussion point. We'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what I what I was going to end uh, the democracy chat was um, I actually cut. So I got the first three times I played the game, I, I pursued my own personal liberal socialist agenda. Uh, and I was assassinated by right-wing groups in Canada three times in a row. Um, nice. The Christians. It's damn Christians. Yeah, it's the Christians. Um, and the funny thing is, I'm... Always assassinating people. Yeah. I'm not even a militant atheist. Like, I wasn't trying to crush them. It's just that... You did. I did, in <laughs> virtue of my policies in general, and they got mad. I mean, like, you can, you can get so into it that you can say that um, something like abortion... Is either not allowed, you know, there's a, a scale yeah, yeah, of what yeah. you can do, and, and you can either say it's not allowed, it's this, it's this, it's this, it's this, everything in between, or it's completely allowed, it's completely yeah. your choice, you can do what you want. And as soon as you hit it up to that end, the religious, the religious people just go, oh, oh, and they have no idea what's happening, they don't know what's going on, and they, and they get instantly mad. hate you. Yeah. Um, so, one of the nice things at the beginning of your term, you get a report, or your term, the next turn. Um, every turn after the first one you get a report which includes like your intelligence briefing and if you don't put money into your intelligence service it's all very vague and inaccurate um, and I didn't think I'd put money into these things um, but my second time around when the Christians started being violent I was like uh, maybe I'll put some of the budget towards not me dying and it turns out it didn't matter I still died <laughs> I mean it's, it's, it's a really it's nice uh, it's a really nice simulator to Pick up and actually try and run a country how you think it should be run, and to what see it means. To, exactly, yeah. and what it means. But just to see how well what you think in one area works with, because everything is so interconnected. Yeah, yeah. It's great to think. Oh, I, I don't think that there should be uh, a tax on something. And actually, you go well. If there's oh, not a tax on that, then I'm not making this much money every year, which yeah. means I can't then fund the programs that I want to bring in. Which means that I need to start doing things like this. And it's really good, and it makes you not. It, yeah, it does make you rethink things like politics. It does make you appreciate what goes into uh, you know balancing budgets. So let's just let's let's if you oh, don't mind, we'll move it into the yeah um, man. We, we we can roll straight. I, I, I will just say this last thing about the game rather than politics in general. Um, after those three times where I was assassinated, I decided to just see how perverse I could be. So I had a couple of rounds of trying to make Canadians. Sorry, can I just? And there's no, there's no comment about that sentence. <laughs> <at all. laughs> anyway, let's, so moving on. I don't have to say anything. The listeners you did say something. will make their minds. But I'm not making a crude pun about how perverse you can be. So I, I can imagine seeding it into the imagination. <laughs> right. So I, I started trying to sort of. I was like, well, Canada's basically a social democracy. What if I made it a right-wing crazy house? And I just abandoned my own personal thoughts and just tried to see how easy it would be to change the course of a country based okay. on the initial assumptions. And that makes a very tough game. And I can't even make the game in my own view work. But it, it, it's really tough. You lose, like, Canada's not very right-wing, so when you start doing right, like large right-wing policies, you lose a lot of political capital really quickly. Um, and so I, I, I think that's a very interesting, I mean, it's all based, the research done in this game is pretty accurate, okay. at, at least to some extent. So yeah, yeah. Um, the initial assumptions actually make certain approaches difficult, and even if you aren't 
super political in the real world, know, figuring out what those are and seeing how far you can push them is a really fun sort of meta game. Yeah. Or a, a way to approach the it's game. Inter- interesting to see how well the game's um, systems hold up against a government which completely changes its skew and goes in the complete opposite direction. Yeah, yeah. It turns out it's really difficult, yeah. much in real life. Anyway, um, so that's my last thing to say about that game okay, specifically. So just before we move on from that game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've been playing another game. It's on Steam. It's on Steam. Oh, it right. is just because nice. we didn't say yeah. where it was. Go just and get it on Steam. Exactly. It cost about. 10 quid Mate, not even it's, it's, yeah, it's, not it's always in sales I bought it which it was about 20 quid I picked it up and about a month 6 weeks later it was on sale for about 8 pounds uh, yeah, I'm right. thinking you motherfuckers I think it's even less like standardly I think it's probably around 8 pounds yeah, yeah. I remember, it has, it has I remember me showing it to you and you were like really it's that much I'll just buy it yeah it has been out yeah. for a little while as well now it's been out for a couple it's of years it's a good game so, yeah, yeah I really like it. it it's also I mean if you want to get super in depth you want to do a full session but there, once you get used to the game, it's really nice to sort of just revisit in a way that politicians don't get to. Like, eh, it's been six months. Let me revisit that country. <laughs> yeah, 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 jump back in. And... It would eat up a weekend easily oh, if yeah. you go into it, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and more. I mean, it would, it would... I think I played it for maybe two weeks yeah. uh, and kept coming back to the same game. I didn't... I, I, I'm impressed I you st- got five turns. I stayed with the same, the same game for... Um, is there an weeks. end game? I mean, like, that, I mean, so not well, endgame, but is I, there like a completion screen? Um, no. I never got a completion no. screen. No. I think I literally I, survive yeah. as long as you can. Yeah, I came into. Came so it's into like power. zombies meets politics. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I got an achievement for um, winning a, a term by a, a massive percentage or something like that, and just thought, yeah, I'm that this. I'm done with this. Um, this session? run through this session. Maybe I'll try something different and go in a completely different skew and, and try and play it in a different way, not you know, um, with my politics or something slightly different. But I've not revisited it. Yeah. So I'm going to try the UK to see if my politics are just sufficiently different from your politics. Well, my, my politics seem to run the UK Cause, sufficiently. Because my politics it. did not run Canada. <laughs> so I was thinking that. Uh, as a segue into, I'm not really sure what the theme of today's podcast is. Politics. Is it politics or is it politics well, and games? However, it's we something can, to do with politics because yeah, there's a general election. There is a general election in a couple of days. Oh, and, so, uh, um, for our Canadian uh, listeners, my home province of Alberta is currently on the provincial election where the polls indicate that the incumbent progressive conservative party who's been ruling for 43 years straight and um, smokes crack um, and has been has so, so that was just, oh is this, is this the crack smoking no, guy no the crack smoking guy Toronto, is Toronto right. mayor um, but the, I just assume that all Canadian politicians crazy now crack are, smoking uh, Canadian slinging crack in the neighbourhood or whatever so anyway in, in Canada we have the conservatives which are right of centre the liberals who are left of centre the NDP who are more left of centre and it looks like the, if the polls are correct today the NDP will get a majority in the wow. only province which is consistently conservative for almost 50 years um, so it's, that's, a, it's, that's a big step oh yeah that's how bad the conservatives have screwed the pooch also oil prices because Alberta is Canada's um, source of oil basically yeah. and they just for 40 years assumed that we'd get revenues forever and then the oil prices tanked yeah. and the they saved nothing yeah. they literally saved nothing they, have, they had more savings in 1985 than they do today 
from the in the heritage fund, which is Fucking oil hell. revenue that we're supposed to put away for when it no longer is around because yeah, yeah. it's non-renewable. Anyway, that's my point. Anyway, <laughs> so um, so yeah, we have two major elections in my life, but one major election in the UK. And, yes. Um, and it's proper major. It's national, um, which is the an actual general election. Yeah, I think that happens only every five years. Yeah, fine. Oh, yeah. You, I do like how the the current government came in and went four years. Fuck that. We need an extra year. They also made a bunch of changes to um, how um, a general election can be called and under what circumstances you can take down a government, which not that many people are publicising about at the moment. Actually, hmm. I've been reading some blogs, um, one which I may link, I don't know if it matters, but like, because it'll all be over soon and it won't matter anymore, but... Um, we'll all have to leave. Yeah. I'm going to fucking Scotland, mate, if it Yeah, well, that's shit. right, yeah, me and Kim are talking about Apparently, it's something like, they changed the rules under which you can dissolve a government, a minority government. So... Um, you have to do something like both parts. Uh, I'm going to get this wrong now, so nobody quote me on this. But it's something like it, to to have a vote of no confidence. It's not about the Queen's speech anymore, although that seems to be what everybody in the news is talking about. Whether or not Ed Miliband could get a Queen's speech ratified. That's actually nothing. It's it, because they changed the term of uh, the fixed term uh, government. They also made a bunch of other changes, and that, that the Queen's speech is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It's nothing to do with it, apparently. And um, it, it's like you have to get a majority of the House of Commons to support the vote of no confidence in the government yeah. at all, or whatever. And um, the guy I was reading about was saying, well, it's very unlikely that if the Tories lose a general election and then presumably um, David Cameron stands down and let's say Boris Johnson Theresa May takes over that they would then be feeling confident enough to want to run a general election you know three six months later yeah, straight yeah, right. away that that would even happen that they'd rather just it play out at least for a bit to see what happens and presumably probably for the rest of the term being hmm. shadow government so that this whole idea of like um uh, the illegitimacy of Ed Miliband if they get in there or whatever it's like they're not really looking at the detail it, they changed the detail of how to bring down a government and it's actually a lot easier to be a minority government now than it was before they took over yeah because they wanted to make it easier on themselves yeah they fucked themselves essentially but that's the classic move they've been doing which is making changes <laughs> because they think that it'll like short term changes for their own gain and now they're just going to get screwed by it and let me just say one word about the Dunkel before it's all done. Oh, it's, it's almost it was almost let done. Let me just say one word: raisins. Yes, oh, oh, yeah, raisins. Yeah, yeah. Weird, <laughs> but let's. Um, really it's also I, I appreciate it more now that it's warmed up a little as well. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Mm. I don't think I'd want to drink it all night. No, uh, well, that seems to be the case for for good solid German beers. It's almost they, to, they just they're not session beers. They're, to me, it almost yeah, it almost feels statements. like a. Almost feels like a port. You almost want it at the end of the yeah, night, something to right, finish actually, yeah. on. It's got a kind of porty. Yeah, kind of yeah, not not quite as as much as maybe like a like a stout. No, but but no, definitely no, in that it's, yeah. it's definitely in that school. It heads towards that changing. way. It's more raisiny than. Yeah, yeah. There's not enough stout or raisins. In California raisins, so singing or dancing, sunglasses and all. I had regular German raisins. The scene. The full collection. Ein raisin. <laughs> So I don't know if you. 
Did you guys have the California raisins? I don't even remember what. Um, yeah, we have the California raisins. No, but did you have the collectible mini things from some fast food race? Uh, 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 no, I don't know. I'm quite happy to say live on a podcast. Live on the internet. I've never collected anything. I've never been a collector. Pokemons, whatever, all these things. I find that connect. Beer bottles. Never really collected them, I suppose. I have only to fill them with my own home. You, you, you have no, no books, no songs. I have books I mean yeah but books that I've read I mean I'm not you know, collectors collect like why, why all did, of a thing right they, they no, say no that's a that's a there's like a difference football cards or Pokemons or whatever they're not just oh I've got some Pokemons therefore I'm a collector collectors are people who like they get all of it oh so you mean obsessive and they're like oh I didn't realise that the Frank Lampard fucking football card thing it's I can shiny. get that and I can swap three of my Roonies for the well I never cared about that I said fuck it who cares yeah uh, I, don't think, like, I don't think there's anything that I've really got into collecting to go, go, run a, oh, a video and go completely in, in the opposite direction I'm going to bring it back to video games no no I, that's because, what I collect because, yeah, well, yeah I think we all know that I have 399 <laughs> games on Steam how many have you played? 398 <laughs> no not quite that many a lot of it is um I do uh, so collect lot, things. I do collect them. I also collect movies um, on digital files of movies. I'm and just I mean, leave that hanging out there as well. Yeah, <laughs> obviously that's from the uh, from the, obviously from the DVD release. Touche, touche. Yeah, I just I, I have I collect backups of the DVDs and yep. Blu-rays yep. that I own. Um, I've stopped doing that actually because my uh, my Drobo, which Your is hard my drive full. It, it, no, it, it, it crashed. Oh, oh, oh. Um, an array of three two terabyte and one four terabyte drives, oh. almost full, oh. crashed. Um, so, to to bring it back to the collector idea, yeah, which has nothing to do with which politics. Has nothing to do with politics. Anyway, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about Amiibo at the moment. We don't we don't really touch on Nintendo at all. No. A what? Amiibos. What? So Amiibo, right? Both of you are shrugging at me. So Amiibo are small statuettes. No, no, yeah. They're small statuettes Statuettes. of Nintendo characters. They even wank to with an NFC chip in, which you hold on an NFC, a near field contact chip in. Right. And you hold it onto your. Basically, it's like a data collection chip. So it's like those. Sky. So, if you play a game something like Smash Brothers, yes, yeah, so, so uh, things Sky like Skylanders, Marvel 2.0, like exactly. whatever, Disney yeah, Infinity, Disney Infinity yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you hold it to your Nintendo Wii controller, and it will load up your um, your stats of your character right, right. and how you've done it. So, let me get this However, I've started to really like some of the models that they're bringing out. Like, like, like aesthetically? Aesthetically. Some of the ladies. Okay. All right. <laughs> Ganondorf specifically. Ganondorf, from, really? Ganondorf was the bad guy from Zelda. Uh, uh, well, the, the Ganondorf. Who doesn't know that? Well, some people are not. I don't think I've ever played Zelda. Oh! I've never, I've never played Zelda. Okay, we're gonna get you an emulator and link to the past. <laughs> so the best one. But I, mean, I never in Zelda. Schmelda. Zelda's not even important. Zelda just—it's Link. And his boomerangs and bombs. It's like we were playing some. We were playing the name game. I mean, maybe all, all of us were playing the name game the other day. 
And it was like some someone in Harry Potter came up and and right. the Zelda and the main game Potter you have to put like things. no, but it's a similar thing. No, it's no. Like, everyone assumes like when you're playing the main game, you have to like put names. The main game is a game where you play with people. You know, you have to guess the names by describing who they are, whatever. Anyway, it's it's just kind of like dinner party game thing that you play, and uh, the the basic thing is that you ha- the only rule about which names you can pick is that you assume everyone else in the room knows who they are. Yep. I don't know anything about Harry Potter. I know that someone in there is called Harry Potter. That's it. I've never seen any of the films. I don't know any of the books. Alan Rickman? None of it. He's in it. Alan, I know who Alan Rickman is. I, I genuinely didn't know he was in it until you've just said it right then. Yeah. And this was like... I had to guess who it Robbie was. Robbie Coltrane? Sam I had already think passed. I've Robbie seen his Coltrane face. Is Robbie I hear Coltrane? what you're saying, really? Robbie Coltrane. Is he not dead? No, no. I'm what sure he's, thinking of? he's some kind of half giant being. You mean about the jazz musician? John Coltrane. John Coltrane, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that I was thinking of John Coltrane. That's better. It's much better. Right. Um, we have gone fucking massively off topic. Yeah, we've gone off piece. Let's so wait, what, what, beer? Yeah, what is this beer? This is, um, yeah, what is this beer? Let this beer see. that neither of you have drank, and I'm already about a third in. Yeah, because we hadn't talked about it, and I was trying to be yeah. appropriate. Oh, yeah. This is the one that no one really knows how to pronounce. Oh, it's the Heimir. Hi, not Hyman. Hymir. I think it's That's Urban. Said, not Hyman. Urban Huntsman Brewing Company. And Ben Hymir. Hymir, yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. So, like, like what? What people in the International Space Station said when they saw the decrepit one? Oh. <laughs> Everyone gets that reference. If you're wondering, that's the sound of a tumbleweed going past, <laughs> and nobody laughing. I laughed. No, even you didn't. <laughs> I, I see those spikes on the podcast no, recording. Everybody yeah, me. So this um, is. Um, so what are we good. I, I really like this. Ben's already halfway through his, and he likes it. Oh, so what is that nose? That's a lemon. Mm, not quite. I'm not getting anything from that nose. You don't. You don't get much. It's almost like the dentist. Oh, it's this beer. Now I remember. Yeah, right, right, right. I had a little sip of this at the bar earlier. You think of the dentist? Have this. Yeah. And then uh, you get a whole lot. So more. this is like the, a Frankenstein of like there's um, there's some sour like mm-hmm. at the end. There's a bit of sour, but it's like a wheat beer. So I think he said it was 100% bread yeast or something. Yeah, that made well, what he said. So it, it's got it like it's sweet. weird. Yeah, it's got a kind of clovey. Uh, yeah. beginning mm-hmm. to it yeah. it yep. lingers with a sourness and it leaves you with a I don't know what maybe it's banana right oh. at the end uh, yeah possibly yeah it's I like don't know not real banana but like a touch of artificial banana yeah okay so uh, this is interesting actually uh, banana flavoured bubblegum uses um, esters which are the byproduct of the yeast that makes wheat beer Oh, um, and it's the first artificial flavouring that was like in the industrial world. They, they made banana flavoured bubble gum. It was like the first artificially flavoured food, apparently. So I read this in a I read it in a book, so it must be true. I didn't just get it off the internet. <laughs> yeah, not the internet. Uh, One, I just thought it. Yeah, but it's certainly the first bubble gum flavour that was mass produced, like industrially huh. so. And they used the esters that was uh, from wheat beer. Oh right, from the yeast that makes wheat beer. So I'm getting a lot of, um, as you said, I'm getting a lot of clove, yeah. but because I it doesn't last long. But because I've just had my um, the, the reason we had a couple of weeks off is because one of my teeth decided it no longer wanted to be in my face, <laughs> um, and to uh, stop the pain that I was getting 
whilst the tooth was still in my face, I was using a lot of clove oil. Okay. Oh. Yeah, because that's slightly numbing. It is slightly it, numbing. It's a it, natural numbment. It helps. It helps for about Numpty. a, helps for about a day. Oh, it did. And then the rest of the week, it doesn't help in no, any really? way whatsoever. You, you are acclimatised to it that quick. No. So, yeah, I'm getting a lot of clothes. If from only Bong Tutu was a real person, he would have been able to help you out with this. He is yeah. a real person. He's, He's not sitting a real right person. there. It's an avatar of someone who's a real person. Yeah, the avatar is a real person. He has control of all four elements. And just like Ben never does anything for cash in hand. I have no association with Bong Tutu. Don't know who Ben is, no, he's talking about. No, nothing I do. Uh, Ben's the guy who doesn't do anything cash in hand. You do know who that is. <laughs> That's you. Yeah. Oh. It's the other guy you don't know who is. The fully above the board. The other guy, that yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there is no guy. It's, right. I like this beer. I, I, yeah. It's a good beer. It's good. I like it. Let's cut back to politics. Let's cut back to our topic that we're yeah, meant so to be talking what about. What is the topic? Is it poli- politics in games or pol- as in the actual general election? Which which is it? I think it's. A, I think. It's I think we should probably, as we're a beer and gaming podcast, we should probably talk about podcasting. Uh, fucking podcasting. We should, we should talk, about talk about politics. We should podcast something about podcast politics. About politics. I, I think um, we should talk about. Um, Politics and games, and then bleed into our general politics because that's going to happen anyway. I think what we're going to do, I think what we're going to do, is talk very briefly because we have we have hit the hour. We've already gone over the hour. I think what we're going to do is talk in a meta level about what we're going to do, and then that is what we're doing. Uh, yeah. sort of like weirdly structured. So, um, like Ben, you sent an article which <laughs> hopefully we, um, um, so we there's, composed. Yeah, so there's uh, a Kotaku article by uh, Kesem McDonald oh, yeah, yeah. which highlights um, that basically politics in games is essential. Um, and that it's unavoidable. It's unavoidable. And that everything, everything that you fucking do has... A, a link to politics. Can I just say that even in his own article, he did say that discussing Sheep. the politics of Sheep. Mario is pointless. Not every game so, is yeah, so, so not you, well, except it's not about castles yeah. and imperialism. But yeah, it's a stretch. Well, actually, there is a there is a feminist reading of Mario as well, of course. How is it feminist? The, the, the only no, no, no. female. There's a feminist critique of Mario, oh, which really? is that it's not fucking feminist at all. It's yeah, had, in fact, yeah. Which, is a, which is a political viewpoint of Mario. Yeah, exactly. uh, so, 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 Mario Kart is probably the most feminist thing in the Mario universe because there's no real difference between the characters. You treat uh, Daisy and Peach the same as Toad. Toad, who's even a real person, and a lizard like monster. The Ben who does yeah. cash in hand work. I'm just saying, it's not a real person. Um, so I guess there's that, but I think yeah, Mario's probably not the best place uh, to start. I really so we'll try and post the link, um, but I really enjoyed the video that was embedded where they pointed out um, the inherent politics of civilization. Because I personally hadn't really thought about how it's just imperialism writ large. Like it's obvious in retrospect, but I hadn't thought about yeah. Yeah. the embedded politics. It, like, I mean, all, like, all sorts of strategy games like that are all about control and domination and and military might. Yeah, and putting sort of what's important is great people. Physical material advancement, okay, so etc. As a counterbalance, I've talked about. I don't want to talk about it too much because I've mentioned it before. But the rise and fall mod for Civilization Four, which is the pinnacle of the Civilization 
series. I don't series, really talk but, much yeah. about them on, so, so feel free to... It's called Rise, but it's the guy's surname is R-Y-E. Like, it's, it's his R-Y-E apostrophe S and fall. As if it's like mimicking kind of Gibbon's decline and fall of the Roman Empire or something. It's like this rise and fall as civilizations yeah. come and go or something. So given that it's got that built into it, it's somewhat less imperialistic in the sense that if you expand, so in normal civilization uh, game modes, expansion has no limits on it. it mm. The only limit is that you then have to cycle through, okay, make a granary and another granary and another, as you cycle through all of the cities that are asking right. you to build a building in there. So the tedium is the only limiting factor. Yeah. But in Rise and Fall, there's a sort of stability factor, which is like um, the thing that was a sort of touted uh, game dynamic that they introduced that they were most proud of. Um, it is somewhat irritating in the sense that like the precise parameters of it are so complicated it's very difficult to stop when your civilization becomes unstable but mm. obviously expanding massively quickly is makes your civilization much less stable so if you take over like uh, I mean, you conquer the Persians or something if, if they've all been Persian for ages and you just suddenly take them over they're going to hate you for yeah, ages and yeah. if that's half your empire suddenly half your empire hates you and your stability goes down so it means it's really difficult to actually break out of um, historical reality so as like, you would assume it would be right Right. so I mean let's take Alexander the Great expands massively takes a huge empire as soon as he goes the dominant figure it all breaks down into yeah. chaos and his own so like, or if you take um, Genghis Khan it's the same exact thing but with like on a much bigger scale but it doesn't last unless like two generations and then it's all just gone again. so, so, so this is what mimics that very yeah. well and I like that this is one of the things I liked about uh, Endless Space actually um, was that it had this like, expansion fatigue built right, in right, right. Right. that's so, exactly the way to describe it yeah, yeah. Um, it, because Endless Space isn't attached to an actual history um, you, and you don't have the sort of religious cultural variables that you do in civilization it's just a blanket people are tired of up and getting over to a new country it's the same with Endless Legend as well is it? yeah, yeah. I really like that I think that's uh, the reason that I continue to play because I'm Pretty quick to turn off from Forex, uh, um, yeah, uh, RTS. If I'm playing by myself, I just I find the premise of them really fascinating, but a lot of the execution I just get bored with because it's grander, 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 grander. And then the space took sort of drew me in because I did the standard move and then it punished me for it because people don't like that much change. And I was like, yeah, people don't like that much change. Um, so I'm going to have to take a look at this uh, Rise and Fall. Cause, uh, yeah, it's fucking great. That's the reason why I installed it on yeah, the Windows. Yeah, that's Civ 4. Civ 4, okay. Yeah. It's, and then apparently the guy who made it is... is He's made or has made the world map. You can look at it on his website of um, the Civ Five engine running the Rise and Fall world oh, map, really? which is cool. Uh, but it's not out, um, and there's. I mean, it's been since like 2012 or something. Where he's been saying, "Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely make uh, this mod. It'll definitely come out." And I mean, the well, guy, it's free, obviously, because it's a mod. It's not organised in any. Sense. You can't buy well, and he hasn't been like the. You can only get Rise and Fall in the PC version, not the Mac version, for example. 
Uh, I believe it's only available on the PC version. Yeah, yeah that's and, and that's just because it's a mod, and the engine happens to be not as flexible. Such like some mods well, just I work. I think you across could the board. write the mod on the map, but it just means writing the code out again. Yeah, but that's what I mean. So some engines yeah, yeah. you can just immediately port between them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it happens to be the case that Civilization has some base calls that are OS levels, so you can't do that. So, in the interest of this not going on that much longer, as it's already 70 minutes long, this podcast. Um, woo! Yeah, woo! Standard average right. size, I think. So, I guess, um, Shall we? What, what I wanted to say about politics and games, reflecting that video that I saw, is yes. it's pointless to pretend it's not there. Yep, um, I agree. And what I really liked was the, so the dichotomy of... If you want video games to be art, it follows that they're political, or they're not art and they're apolitical. Um, and we're just at a point in, of maturity in the medium where it's obvious that we can say real things. And in fact, no matter what we do, we say real things. So even in your generic brown shooter Call of Duty thing, there is politics built in. And yeah. to pretend that there isn't is. I think I think I would finish the the topic by just saying think of any game, think of any game that you own, and think of how politics doesn't affect it. Super Hexagon, the most I like how I just undermine my own point because Super, Super Hexagon is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is really secretly super hexagon. <laughs> um, but yeah, any any game that involves two bad people rather than triangles in a hexagonal world. Um, any game that involves. Then we get people. back to Thomas was alone, where it's all shapes and it's all politics. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. We politics or just destroyed. emotions. I would argue there's not a lot of. It depends politics. whether you're allowed to. Uh, Either way, express those emotions. So. That's- I really like this one that we have right now. Yeah, I like this one. I was going to say, I like this one. I think it's between this and the Dunkel. I can't remember. What was this one called? High. The High Hyman. 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 Hymir. Not right? Hymir. The High Hat. The High Hymir. It's a Hymir. So this is Urban Huntsman. Urban Huntsman Hymir. And this is actually recommended by the bartender. They were um, all recommended by the bartender. Which, but yeah, he, he, he was, seemed pretty keen on yeah, it. Yeah, I think yeah. he was completely right. So, so the Hymir, the Hymir, I think is probably. But it's the, like uh, if you want an interesting, if you want a weird, weird in the sense that like you sometimes get these weird bits. But it's very, very unique. I would say unique is the word I would yeah, go. I wouldn't pigeonhole it. It, at all. it. it isn't one of those unique beers where like, well, that's an odd experience. Like it's not like a very strong espresso stout where you're like so, this no. was a beer experience I had it's just it's super just, interesting this is a beer that's drinkable it's a good beer it's a very it also beer. happens so to be we haven't had a bad beer tonight I mean the first one we had the Vienna that was a, like yeah. kind of sweet kind of malty and it was, it was nice and we all said yeah I could drink this all night it's a good kind of session-y kind of beer and then we had the, the, the Ringmaster the, the Ringmaster I think was British. our biggest Hello. disappointment in that um, it was it was like the platonic British pale ale which is not a bad thing. It just it, it was exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's yeah, a nice beer. We all enjoyed it. 
the Dunkel then the was Dunkel nice. The Dunkel was interesting because Dunkels themselves are so different from the standard types of beer that we have. Yeah. You don't get raisin in uh, American Pale Ale. No. I mean, it's just it's the soft And it was raisin. It was raisin. You, you win. I will award you seven tanked up points. Thank you. I think it's seven nil nil at the moment. Yeah, well, that, yeah I believe this is the first award. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm winning, alright. Um, so yeah, on that bombshell, I think there's no, no better way to close it tonight than say Exactly. And uh, uh, go vote. Yeah, go vote and don't vote for the Conservatives, because they're a bunch of cunts. They are cunts, fuck them. Vote for so, who you believe in, but if you believe in a bunch of lying bastards, what's wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. So we I'm have right. been tanked up, we have been... In the recording beer from the Beer Emporium yeah, in, Bristol, in Bristol, which is a place that you should definitely come yeah, down to. Like hey Alex, how do we? How do people get a hold of us if they want to? Also, it's gotten excessively louder as the podcast yeah, has gone I'm, on. And I'm, I'm in need of a wee. And oh, I don't I've been in a, need for yeah. a wee for like two but weeks. But I don't have a, a Twitter. So just tell like, them to go and you can do So that. we'll finish. We have uh, <laughs> Alex is going for a wee. So you can get us uh, at tanktap underscore cast. You can get me at uh, nova underscore 47. And Adelie is at the Omniarch. That's T H E O M N I A R C H. Surprisingly, no underscore. It's also my handle on pretty much all the gaming things. All the gaming things. Um, if you want to email us, which you can do. It's tankedup.cast at gmail.com. Oh, and we have a Facebook page. Oh, we do. Yeah, I made just, a Facebook page. Just search Tanked Up on Facebook, and if you don't get us, then learn to Facebook. You know, if you search Tanked Up on YouTube, you get a series of videos about aquatic I have known fish. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you don't say cast, we don't. Probably. No. So do that. Yeah. So, tanked up underscore cast slash tanked up cast. Oh, is there a YouTube handle underscore as well? Uh, no, we haven't got enough subscribers. Once we get enough subscribers, they give us a, a specific YouTube handle. At the moment, it's numbers and letters. Really? Yeah. However, if you, if you search tanked up and go to channels in You'll your filters, it. we are the first one to come up. So, you can do that instead. Um, so... This is me, Adil Kurji, signing off from Bristol. The next time you hear from me, I won't be local. I know we're going to try and figure that out. Yep. Um, we will do that in some way. And if we don't, it's been a slice. Cool. Take it easy, guys. Ta-ra.